Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. So glad that you guys are tuning in. Man, I'm real excited to release this episode. Uh, this is our Wednesday's Word from the Wise, which is going to look a little different. Uh, really, it's not an interview on this one, but it's uh, teaching from my dad. And it's super cool because it's actually a teaching that he gave to my wife and I on our wedding day. Uh, he officiated our wedding. But, man, I've got a lot of, like, feedback on how much they really uh, people have enjoyed his teaching. And, you know, shout out to James from Ohio. Uh, he talked about how, like, man, you've got to, you know, release this and just share a snippet of this because what, he sh- what it was shared was wisdom. A lot of people have talked about how it was a good uh, marriage reminder for those who are married and for those who are single. I had friends who told me like, man, this is uh, some good tools just to grab and run with. And so again, um, this is a podcast that's dedicated to your personal growth. So uh, if you're new to this podcast, we post every Monday and Wednesdays. Monday, we have a Monday message. Uh, generally, that's me uh, sharing and just teaching some different things. We're on the series, Understanding You, so don't miss that out. If you missed out Monday's message, uh, check that back uh, out. But today, um, I believe uh, having my dad just share some wisdom with us is going to be cool, uh, drawing from that and receiving that. So if you want to be married or, you're desire- or you are married and you want your relationship to uh, work and to fl- uh, flourish, these are some good reminders, some good things. Also, if you just want to hear the reception of uh, my wife and I's wedding and how that went, uh, you can check out this episode. So we're going to transfer over. Go ahead, Dad. Give him heaven. I want to read a scripture out of the Bible and share a few comments. After I read the scriptures, you may be seated. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 through 33, it says, Submit one to another out of reverence for Christ. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body for which is he is the savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything husbands love your wife as christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy cleansing her with the washing with the water through the word and to present her to himself a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish but holy and blameless In the same way husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies, he who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for it, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery, but I am talking about Christ and the church. However, each one of you also must love his wife and as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. You may be seated. It talks about the work that many times uh, we don't want to talk about, and it talks about submission. And, but I want you to notice that the scripture uh, starts off with submitting one to another. And what this means is that the husband is to submit to the wife and the wife is to submit to the husband. And the only thing is that there is a difference in submission. 
The wife is to submit to the leadership of the husband, while the husband submits to the need of the wife. Um, if Josue wants something, a, a meal or something, <laughs> he tells Ella, I want you to cook this for me. It's Alice's responsibility to submit to his leadership and say, yes, sir. <laughs> but then she has to pull out the list and say, you need to go to Walmart and buy all this. And it's his job to say, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Why? Because she's going to submit to his leadership while He's going to submit to her need. And I always like to say this to the gentleman. Her biggest need is not your pocketbook. Her biggest need is going to be your ear. See, because you ask Josue, how was work? He says, fine, good, awesome. <laughs> You ask Ella how it work. Well, I woke up at 6 o'clock. <laughs> I did my hair, and we want to cut them off right away. No, you have to be engaged in that conversation. You ask, you have to be engaged in it. Come on. And you have to give her her, her biggest need. One of her greatest needs is, will you listen to me? Will you hear me when I have something to say? Mm. Another thing that I see is the relationship. I notice in the scripture that it does not one time tell the woman to love the man. Not once. <laughs> I mean, you can go home and read it. And it does not say, wives loves your husbands. But it does tell the man, husband, love your wife. And I know all the husband says, well, that's why he's there, because he loves her. That's why I work and sign over the paycheck, because I love her. <laughs> yes. We understand that. She doesn't. And, and the thing is, uh, when we're dating, men are, uh, are, are goal-oriented. They're focused on one goal. So when you're dating, I saw her. <laughs> I loved her. She has to be mine. <laughs> so then we go and say all the good things, all the right things, and we do all the candies and the beautiful words, and she says, we come to this point and she says, I do. I gotta go to work. <laughs> gotta go to work. To support her, because I love her. But we forget that it wasn't all the expenses that you made for her that attracted her to you, but it was all those nice words you spoke to her. And guys, we forget to do that. And Paul is saying, uh, Peter denied Christ three times. 
So this is very important. And if he's telling you three times, this is very important. Don't ever forget to express your love to her. Now the reason it never tells her to love the husband is because Dr. Miles Monroe, in his book on uh, the purpose of a woman, writes that a woman is a helpmate, and he uses three words to describe her as a helpmate, as an enhancer, as a reflector, and as a life giver. Focusing on the reflector, he says, Every, the man shines on a woman, and the woman reflects back. The reason he never tells, Paul never tells the wife to love the husband is because he told you to shine that love on her so she could have something to reflect back. <coughs> if you don't shine love on her, she cannot reflect it back to you. So you have to love her the way Christ loved the church and gave himself to the church without ever expecting anything back in return. I fully expect you to love Ella without ever expecting any return from Ella. Because when you do that, you are now shining God's agape love on her. And she in turn will reflect that love back to you. And this is how she reflects it back to you. With honor, with respect, and with submission. So, if the complaint is, she doesn't listen to me, she doesn't respect me, she doesn't honor me, then you need to examine what you are shining on her. Because when you shine love on her, she will reflect that love back to you with honor, respect, and submission. Communication. I always tell, there's a lot of things to talk about communication, but one of the two things that I like, men are problem solvers, women are sympathizers. <laughs> when Ella comes to with a problem to you, don't give her the answer. <laughs> right, ladies? You guys know the answer already. You're two, step, two steps ahead of us. <laughs> but when you share your problems to the, your husband, it's not because you want the answer, it's because you want an arm around you and say, honey, I love you. I know exactly how you feel. <laughs> she wants sympathy. So you give her that sympathy and you hold her and you make her feel secure by giving her that sympathy. Again, men are problem solvers. So when you see him, so when you see him deep in thought, don't become that drift from the roof <laughs> What's the matter? I know something's wrong. You need to tell me. I know something is happening. And he's, 
And we don't want to share because we're deep in thought trying to solve this problem. The best thing you could do, tap him on the shoulder and say, honey, you got it. You figured it out before, you'll figure it out again. Give him the confidence that he needs, that he is able to solve that problem. Because if you give him the sympathy, oh honey, I went through that just today at work. He's going to go, and you'll say, what's that all about? <laughs> and he's not going to respond. And you're going to, well, you need to tell me what was that sigh about? And that sigh is because he who had one problem to solve, now he's got two. <laughs> you just added, you thought you were giving him sympathy, but he saw it as another problem that I need to solve. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk is being a spirit dad. <laughs> we make a mistake in separating verses 18 through 21 from the, these marriage verses. Verses 18 through 21 says, And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit speaking one to another in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting one to another in the fear of God. And then it goes on into the marriage. We separate it. I've examined these, the scripture on marriage, and I come to the conclusion that what Paul is requiring the female to do is humanly impossible. What Paul is requiring the man to do is humanly impossible. Amen. But he gave us the key on how to be able to do it. And that's why I say we should separate it. Uh, because this is the how you're going to be able to accomplish this. This is the how you're going to be able to love your wife unconditionally without expecting anything back. And this is the how you're going to be able to submit to him with no questions asked. The how is being filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Being spirit-led. And the way to stay spirit-led is, first of all, you have to have the devotionals with one another unto God. Sing together to the Lord. Then sing one to another those romantic songs. <laughs> and always give thanks for one another. You know, my wife heard me say this once, and I remember we were having an intense discussion. <laughs> and so she left the room, and I overheard her say, thank me, Father, for my husband. And I hollered out and said, you better not be thanking God for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I started to laugh. And that was Holy Ghost, because it just brought everything back to order. 
give thanks when she's doing things that irritate you. Because she will. <laughs> give thanks to God for her during those times. When he is doing things that irritate you, because he will. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> give thanks for him. And this will keep your marriage filled with the Holy Spirit. And you will be able to fulfill this scripture of Ephesians. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you because I know it's landed on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.